want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you will be both encouraged and challenged. To stay connected with what's happening at CJC and to receive text message reminders or announcements, text the word CONNECT to the number 575-209-2770. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share this message online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at cowboyjunctionchurch.com give. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome, everybody. We're in a series called Frequency, and we're talking about what does it sound like, God's voice? How do we know when God's talking to us? How do we get on His page to where we can recognize His voice for our life. Is there anybody curious? Like, I would really like to know God's voice. Anybody? People nod, I'll take that as good. Listen, for everybody else, break out of your comfort zone. It's okay to raise your hand. Because if you could raise your hand for anything, wouldn't it be God's voice? Would be awesome. Um, I would really like to know God's voice. As a pastor, I want you to know, this has been the question that I've asked God probably more than any other question I've ever asked before. God will you speak to me? God, will you speak to me? Um, I prayed since I was a little boy. God led me to Lee County, New Mexico because I asked him to speak to me. God led me to Heather Bean because he, I asked him to speak to me. God led you guys here today because I believe that God is speaking to you. And last week we covered a few things. First of all, we learned a little bit about frequency. And frequency, the word frequency, is basically talking about a rhythm or a wavelength, okay? And your ear, your sound picks up on a wavelength of sound that is very important to pick up on, uh, and, and, and it's a rhythm. Right now there is a rhythm of sound going all throughout this room. And if we're able to pick up on that rhythm, it makes sound and we're able to hear. At the same time, uh, the frequency that we're really looking for is the voice of God. And there's three things that we covered last week. One was the fact that even if you're in this room and you don't even believe in God, even if you're watching right now and you would say, I don't even believe in God, I can tell you that even though you don't believe in God, Scripture, and we found out last week, tells us that God is still talking and it's to you. Another thing that we found out was is that you can even be at the beginning stages or even have the, what we would refer to as immaturity, and it doesn't take away from the fact that God is still speaking to you. Absolutely. That should give everybody in the room some encouragement. That it, you may say, well, I, don't, I don't know if I'm good enough to hear God's voice. And good enough has nothing to do with it. You just need to know and have the confidence today that even if you feel like you don't even have a lot of things together in your life, God is still speaking and his frequency is there for you to dial in on. And one of the coolest things was the people in the room that you're like, I know what God's voice sounds like. He has saved my life before. He has pointed me in the right direction. Some of the best decisions I ever made in my life was because I picked up on the frequency of God. And I know his voice. And that's why I'm so excited about this message. Because people are going to start getting excited about letting God speak into their life. And so with that, today I thought we could continue this. Real quick before I take do anything else. I want to talk to all the younger folks in the room. Everybody... 40 and younger, 40, 48 and younger, okay? That's the kids in the room, okay? All the kids in the room, 48 and younger. Look up here. I want you to know, don't you ever, 
ever, ever think that you can't know the voice of God. Every young person, Scripture tells us, don't let people look down on you because of your age. And I think that what we need to think about real quick. You are being brought up in a church who is confident and Godfident that God speaks to young people. I'm, I'm, I'm confident of it. I'm sure of it. God speaks to young people. And today I especially want you to pay attention because we're going to talk about two things. Okay, but I'm going to pray. And so I need you to, while we're praying, I need you to ask God, God, would you show me how to listen to you? What does your voice sound like? You ready? Father, we love you. Open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. And today, Jesus, I pray that we would hear the rhythm of your voice in our life. And the things that we're going to talk about tonight have been talked about so much over the history of the church. And I pray that we don't allow boredom to capture and steal this incredible truth. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If we had a series statement, this would be our series statement. God wants you to know his voice. That's why you need to come back next week. That's why you need to listen to last week's message. I thought it was great. We talked about the importance of being a sheep. You need to be able to be a sheep so that he can be the good shepherd in your life. And it helps And it is the key factor in being able to recognize the shepherd's voice. This week, I think I have another question. And not only are we taking a look at what is that that God wants you to know his voice, but have you guys ever asked, what does God speak to me about? God, God, what what, what does God want to speak to me about? What in the heck does God want to speak to me about? And and I, I think that's a big question. Because I know a lot of people, when it comes to hearing God's voice in your life, you doubt because you've tried. You you doubt because you've tried to listen and you tried to lean in. And, And this question has always haunted me. Because I have been the one, just be honest. I have woken up in the morning and said, today's the day I'm going to spend time with God. And I walk in and I say, good morning, God, because good morning, God always sounds better than good Lord morning. You know, (laughs) good morning, Lord. And so here we go and we'll go in. What a great introduction. Good morning, Lord. You're so awesome. You're so incredible. Thank you for today. Thank you for being the savior of my life. Thank you for being the Lord of the universe. We love you, Jesus. And I just pray that help everybody in their day-to-day and um, my wife lord be with heather and be with the boys be with the boys lord be with the boys and um everybody that goes to cowboy junction just bless them all just give them a great day just give them everything they want god and oh 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 we pray for our, our leaders in government and our leaders in new mexico and lee county and we pray for leaders all over the world, and we pray for food, and all the hungry people that don't have food. And, and can y'all hear the struggle? Yeah. I hear the struggle. The struggle's real. And you know what you got now? Is you got 10 more minutes of pure struggle. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's great the first day, but two days of struggle, 
three days of struggle, four days of struggle. And finally, sometimes, I don't know if you're like this, but it turns into, God, what do you want to speak to me about? And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little lengthy at the beginning because I'm trying to make a connection with you. That if you're in this room and you would say, I too struggle with what, knowing what God wants to speak to me about. Today's your day. And I want to help you get on the frequency. Now, if at any point today you go, well, they've told me that before. They've told me that before. They've told me that before. I've heard my mom say that. I heard my old pastor say that. Stop listening to the distraction voice of the enemy. And I want you to hear it again. Okay? Today, I want to talk to you about what God does want to talk to you about. Okay? Let me give you a scripture real quick. Here's a scripture. This scripture has always inspired me. It says in Psalms chapter 119, and Psalms are songs or praises or declarations of God from many different, very important people. People who uh, have been through a fire but followed God, um, were successful and followed God, were failed and followed God. There was kings, there were poets, there were leaders, there were all kinds of great people found in Psalms. But one in particular said, Lord, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you grew up in church, I promise you've heard that scripture many times. And it's talking about the word of God being scripture. But it's also referring to Jesus, as we will find out in the New Testament, that Jesus is also the word. What we're finding here is that by the word, God created the universe. And there's something very important about leaning into and understanding all the different aspects of what God says about our life. This is usually the part where my pastors in the past would jump in and said, you need to be reading your Bible. In which I turned to them and said, I've tried and I only get confused and it gets boring. And I find myself reading entire chapters and not getting anything. Y'all do that too? But I also find that I believe this scripture with my whole heart. Even sometimes when I haven't experienced it, I believe this scripture. That I have also been in services where God spoke through pastors, uh, through scripture, his word. And it lit up the direction I was supposed to go in my life. And so though I have struggled with the word, I also believe with my whole heart that it is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And the interesting about this scripture is it can also be all it can ever be as just words if I'm not careful. I don't know how many times I've read this and just it turned into a scripture memory verse and, and it's just turned into a book, if that just makes sense. All the word of God can ever be is a book at some point. I mean, it's just like the worst it can be is a book. The best is a lamp, lamp to my feet. But then an interesting thing happened. For all those that I blind, um, just, just stay with me for a minute, okay? Today I'd like to introduce you to not only the word of God, but also the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit does a very wonderful thing, and this has to do with a lot with the frequency of what God wants to talk to you about. A minute ago, we had the scripture pop up. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. But at this point, it's just words. It's words found right there in Psalms, right there. And if I allow the Holy Spirit to then talk to me, he begins to talk to me in a really wonderful way. Ty, what did you read? 
well, God, I just read that your word is a light, lamp to my feet and a light to, your, to, to my path. And um, that's what I just got through reading. And the Holy Spirit looks back at me and says, well, what do you think that means? <clears throat> I didn't really have time to really think about it, but I think that's probably pretty interesting. I probably should think about it. Your, your word, your word. Your word means your, your, the things you've said, who you are, how your kingdom operates. That's what I think the word is. And Holy Spirit asked back, okay, how do you think it's a lamp to your feet and a light to your path? I've never really thought about that before. Um, I, I guess that this world's a dark, dark place. And it's your word that shows me where I need to go and what I need to do. Can, can you see this conversation taking place? For a lot of us, all we've ever known is how to read our Bible. But we've never tapped into the second most important thing of knowing your Bible is allowing Holy Spirit to teach us about what he says. And that's what today's about. How do we listen to God? We listen to God by allowing Scripture to speak to us, but then allowing Holy Spirit to examine us through what he said about us. A lot of us don't have time to be examined. A lot of us don't have time or the patience to allow Holy Spirit to coach us. But it's the key most important part if you're ever going to get the most out of reading your Bible. And God will speak to you. Let me just tell you how God can speak to you. I was really believing that I could be a light to my friends. Do you have friends that you're believing God for? Do you have friends that you're family members that you're believing that will turn and realize that their need for God is greater than they even know it is? That the pain they're going through, the struggle they're going through in life, it's not because they're a horrible person. It's because we were all born a horrible person. And it was when we accepted Christ as our Savior, that's what changed me. And if they could ever get it, I want Jesus for my friends and family. Would you agree? If you're in this room and you go, well, that's, that's me. I, I know my wife's been praying for me. I know my husband's been praying for me. My friends have been praying for me. Let me tell you my struggle about what really changed my friends, okay? So let me pop the scripture back up there. You ready? Here it says, Psalms 119, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I'm all about the light. I love the light. Hey, this is a dark world. Jesus, I'm going to be a light for you. Is there anybody else trying to be a light in this dark world? Okay, so here I am. And type being, if y'all didn't know this, has got personality. And I love being type being. I really do. There ain't nothing more fun than being type being. Five o'clock in the morning, I show up at CrossFit, and I walk in, and I go, hey, everybody. And they don't think it's funny because it's five o'clock in the morning. But after we all begin to wake up, gosh, it's just nice to have somebody that's just fun to be around. Even in a gym, even at school, even maybe you've got one of those personalities where it's like, I want to give God my personality. Maybe you're kind of the person to where you walk in. We have this fun little thing we do with our worship team here at the church. And the door will fly open, it'll be me, and I'll go, hey! And they may be in the middle of a song, and the worship team responds back by going, hey! 
That's right. That's right. They really do. And the other day I walked in, I opened up the door, I went, hey! And I got, I got all kinds of ways of making hay, okay? And then maybe that came out wrong. But anyway, um, I can hay with the best of... And the reason why is because, do you know that joy is more fun than sorrow? You know that, that kindness is more fun than bitterness? And so this is a life that, that I thoroughly have embraced in my life. I would rather be known as the guy who turns the lights on than the guy who turns the light off. Does that make sense? But as positive and encouraging and as Caleb as I was, I was not seeing my friends come to Jesus. I mean, I'm coming even louder. Hey! I'm, I'm being the fun guy. I'm taking people out to eat. I'm the guy that people are turning to going, I'm just glad you're my friend. And I'm like, okay, when's the moment? Ask me about Jesus. And they never would ask me about Jesus. And this is getting to my spirit now because here I am shining bright for Jesus and my friends aren't changing. Here I am being a positive kid and my family's not changing. Where are you failing God? And then I remember his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I remember this very clear because I was reading the story of the woman who had ten coins and lost one and was looking all throughout her house. And I was reading this because I was thinking, I'm going to start reading scripture about winning my friends to Jesus. I could not, as much as I read this, understand it. And so I went to the Holy Spirit and said, you're going to have to show me. When it says that, that she went and swept and cleaned and she went, she found a coin. I'm not finding any coins, Holy Spirit. And he said this. Hey, turn your light on. Okay, now, now this is a big part. Leave that up there. I had always been a little arrogant about this scripture, about the coins, because I've preached it before. I know it. I know this. I believe in it. We're supposed to go after the lost. But I'd never read the part where it said that she turned the light on and looked all throughout the house. And it dawned on me, personalities don't change people. Your positivity will never change your family. Your hey is never going to do anything for anybody but make them feel good. And that's not a bad thing. I'm telling you, it's not a bad thing. But it's only the word that is a light to your friends that will enlighten their path. And the reason why this is such a big deal is because I was being Mr. Personality Christian instead of actually presenting Christ to my friends. So I asked the Holy Spirit, you've got to show me how to do this. So how do I bring the light into my world? Ted Weesey was an amazing cowboy preacher. He's an amazing cowboy preacher. Taught me everything about rodeo ministry that I know. He was one of the most successful dudes. I, I loved being around Ted Weesey. And Ted Weesey would always be behind the buck and shoots, and we'd be praying with the cowboys. And Ted would just simply start off every prayer session with, everybody's doing their thing, okay? Everybody's busy. And Ted would step right up, and he'd go, 
hey, guys, we're going to power up. You guys come over and pray with us, and we're going to read the scripture of the day. And I don't know why my mind was instantly taken back to Ted Weesey's scripture of the day. You've got one on your phone, by the way. If you've got the Bible app, every day they give you a new scripture of the day. Every day they give you a new scripture of the day. And Ted Weesey would just literally open the message Bible, go to the scripture memory verse of the day, or the scripture of the day, and he would read it to people. And it would cause such an illumination in the area that no personality could do. It would start conversations that no, no personality could start. It would take us too deep because we were pulling out the actual light of the word. And so I tried it, and I, I, I told the Lord, we're going to bring your word, which is a light to my path and my friend's path, and I walked into this group of people that I was with, and I said, does anybody want to know the word of the day? And they go, what's the word of the day? Thinking it was like, today is buttermilk. <laughs> and what is the definition? That's not what I meant. I meant like, do you guys want to know what is the scripture verse of the day? And there was look faces, and they go, well, Sure. And I read it, and it was, it was the most awkward scripture verse of the day. It was, and he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I'm not thinking that's a very good scripture day uh, for, for my friends. And I, now I'm panicking, sweat's rolling down my face, and someone says, why would God do that? And I said, God, this isn't going good. I don't feel really lightened up here. I think my personality was working better, God. And somebody else says, you know what? I'd like to know more because I seem to be surrounded by my enemies right now. And what does God say about it? I said, well, you know, it was found in the 23rd Psalm. And I read the whole 23rd Psalm. And all of a sudden, we're 15 minutes now into a Bible study with friends that I'm believing for their salvation. And the more we talk about the 23rd Psalm, the more light is shed and eyes are opened. And this has never happened to me before with as much personality, pomp, and circumstance of all the fun of Ty Though it's positive, though it's wonderful, though everybody loves good people, it's the light, which is the word, that lights up our path. And 30 minutes later, we're finally done talking about the 23rd Psalm, and a friend who I know doesn't know Jesus turns and says, do you think we can do that every day? Lord, you truly are the word that is a light to my feet and a lamp to my path and those around me also. Why do I tell you that story? And don't get bogged down. I really wanted to share that story because a lot of us are wondering what does God want us to talk to us about? And some of us don't realize it's found right where your grandmother said it was to be explained by exactly who your grandmother said was going to explain it to you. When we allow the Holy Spirit to coach on us, there's a word for it. It's called the illumination of the Holy Spirit. It means that we are now 
giving the Holy Spirit a chance to explain to us something that applies to our life right where we're at. This is so important for us to think about. Um, well, I believe that every one of us lives in a dark world. Can I, can I get the next note? Can you help me? There you go. Okay, there you go. Perfect. So let me show you something. There's a, some things that God wants to talk to you about. Okay? One of them is going to be forgiveness. So we probably all think that we know everything about forgiveness. But why don't we let the word talk to us? Okay, here we go. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now that may be put in a little bit different because a lot of us are big on Holy Spirit or on Jesus forgiving us. But it says here that if we forgive others, our Father will also forgive us. But if you do not forgive others of their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, this is a scripture we all know. But it's also something that every one of us has to now allow the Holy Spirit to talk to us about. How many has ever heard this scripture before? Raise your hand. Okay. It's very important to know. Thursday at Iron Man, a man spoke up. And he said, Pastor Todd, I just want you to know I have a testimony about one time you preached this. And I said, what was it? What's your testimony? And he says, I was in there. I was struggling with forgiveness. And, and I decided that I, it was a great verse, but I just didn't want to hear anything about it. And the next thing is you stood up and you said from the pulpit, if you're in this room and you have received forgiveness from our Father, but you can't give forgiveness for others, you probably aren't a Christian. I said, I said that? <laughs> he goes, yeah, and it was really good. And I said, good, I'm glad it was really good. That's awesome. You know where that came from. I was sitting in my office and I was praying. I said, God, I don't know who needs to hear this, but there needs to be a freshness. There needs to be something that just, this leaps off the screen. And I said, Holy Spirit, would you explain this verse to me all over again? And like out of nowhere, Holy Spirit says, you know, here's your point. If we can't offer forgiveness to other people, we may not be the Christian we think we are. I thought, man, that cuts deep and cuts quick. And that's what happens when we read it and allow Holy Spirit to say it to us and coach on us. And for everybody in the room, you would say, what does he want to talk to me about? It may be forgiveness all over again. Let's do a fun one. You ready? This is going to hard left turn here. Get ready for screeching tires. It's been a good service up to this point, so I apologize. Okay, here we go. What about if he wants to talk to you about weight loss? Okay. How in the heck does the Bible talk to you about weight loss? But it does. Let me just show you scripture. This is where God has talked to me before. In scripture, it says this, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. This comes from the temptation of Christ when he was with Satan. Satan offers him bread, and, and, and Jesus turns and says, hey, 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 I don't need bread. I live on something better, deeper, and, and, and lasts longer than bread. I've heard this over and over again. And so finally I just said, God, I don't get it. Because the fact is, is that 
as much as I understand this, you can't live on bread alone. I have to eat a little bread from time to time. But remember, I was also the one praying about, God, what do I do about my diet? For everybody in the room, it's you're like, that's my big struggle. In fact, that's the thing that Satan beats me over the head with the most, my weight, my discipline. Let me just turn to you right now and tell you, man, I know how you feel. It's not that I don't like to eat. I love to eat. It's that I have no discipline when it comes to eating. And when I read this, I just feel like that's great for somebody, but it's not for me. But I haven't talked to the Holy Spirit about it. And so I open up the Bible. I say, you're going to have to show me this one. Okay? Will you please just show me how is it that we live on you alone? And instantly, Holy Spirit began to reveal in my heart, and I don't know who I'm talking to, the desires I have and the self-discipline I don't. And I had not fasted in a very long time. And I just began to pray. Okay, then you're going to have to set the door up for you to reintroduce to me how I can live on you and you alone, how you are my everything, how you are my source, how I, my wants, I have no wants. You are my only want. And instantly I pulled up on Instagram, and CrossFit Hobbs had just announced that a company in town, a, a, a Food Matters, was doing a new cleanse. And it was this seven-day cleanse. It was going to put you on this little thing, which was very structured. I operate in structure. I don't like it, but it's good for me. And they were going to set you up, and I went down and bought it. It ended up being seven days of me getting control back that was spurred on by the Holy Spirit speaking to me by the Word of God on just how we don't have the discipline that we should. And maybe that's something God wants to talk to you about right now. Are you still with me? Yes. St please be with me. What does God want to talk to you about? I mean, let me give you one more thing on this scripture. Really? John chapter 6, verse 32. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it was the Father that gives you the true bread from heaven. I think that's very important. Do you know that God wants to teach you and give you exactly what you need? For the bread of God is, is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread. No doubt. Where do you find this stuff? And Jesus said to them, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not thirst again. And I remember when I approached Holy Spirit, what does this even mean? Show me what this means. Please show me what this means. He began to say, where's your want? And I promise when you want me and I become your everything, it's amazing how it's a trickle-down effect on every other thing in your life. Let's, let me give you some things. You know what God wants to talk to you about? Let's give you some examples. In Scripture, you're going to find over and over and over again, he's going to talk to you about having more faith and trust in him. About having more and more faith and trust in him. That your, script, that your prayers don't have to be lost 
unmotivated, distracted prayers, but they could actually be something that through his word and through his Holy Spirit, he says, now pray this. And it's something that we begin to see our faith and trust in him stir. One of the things he wants to talk to you about is your your faith action. And he wants to start addressing comfort zone growth. Get out of your comfort zone and start taking faith at some faith actions. Let your faith grow some legs. And all throughout scripture, he talks to us about it. And then Holy Spirit reveals some things in us. And that's one of the things he wants to talk to us about. Another thing, how about loving others? All throughout scripture, it's full of how to love others. And Holy Spirit now wants to give you a personal coaching lesson on the people in your life that he said, I'm tired of you being angry at them. I'm tired of you living an angry life. I'm tired of you being mad at the world. And it is time for you to see what I say about loving others. And the Holy Spirit's going to give you a coaching lesson on it. Man, I, I, is, that, is that, what do you think? Yeah. Personal opinion correction. Ouch. Yeah. This is who I am. This is how I am. This is how I'm all going to be. And is that what the Bible says? No. And the Bible, the Bible says, God's saying, in my word, I specifically talk about your personal opinion and how it doesn't really matter. And do you want to live your way or you don't live my way? Right. And the moment you start finding scriptures that look different than how you do things, you shouldn't just throw them in the dirt and get mad. You should allow Holy Spirit to start talking to you. God, I'm old, but make me flexible again. God, I'm set in my ways, but Lord, it's time for me to die in the old man to live a new life, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Let me give you some more. You may want to write these down. I see no one taking notes. It's okay. The sermon's going to get longer. Here we go. It's going to be great. No, check this out. What about peace and anxiety? I can't tell you how many times scripture has said there's no reason to worry. There's no reason to worry. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to worry any, anymore. I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry. Let me give you a scripture. Psalms 39. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties, the things that stress me out, the things I'm worried about, the things that are kind of in the back closet of my life that no one knows I'm stressing about, but you know, and it affects my attitude, it affects my behavior, it it gives me a short fuse. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. I never will forget when the scripture came alive. I went to the Holy Spirit and said, do we need to talk about this? And it was like a chuckle in the mirror as the Holy Spirit said, Ty Bean, what do you think it means when it says to search me, oh God, and know my heart? It's given God permission to go to the things that I just would really like to keep secret. Is it a big deal? Let's not talk about it. It's my fault. This is how I am. And David says, search me. And Holy Spirit says, when was the last time you let me have permission to search you? Try me. David says, try me. And, and let me just tell you, you know why you need a test in your life? Because it's funny, you act totally different when things are going smooth and when things get tested. And the real you tends to come out. And know my anxieties. 
and see if there's any wicked way in me, and then lead me in your way everlasting. God's word wants to talk to you, and Holy Spirit wants to coach you about what he's talking to you about. Here's another one, and we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. We've got to take our thoughts captive. We've got to grab a hold of them before they can become words. And this is probably for a lot of us something that you weren't taught. In our family, we say whatever we want to say. We're up front. We're real. This is the kind of people we are. And God says this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And maybe you didn't grow up in a family. You just built strongholds. You didn't tear them down. We, the way we handle problems in our family, we just don't talk about it. The way we handle problems in our family is we just, we just keep record of each other's wrongs. And maybe one day somebody will really screw up and we'll say, yep, I knew it the whole time. That's how we handle problems in our family. And God says, that's not how we do it in mine. We pull down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Taking our thoughts and grabbing a hold and pulling them back and saying, not today. Yes. This could be something, God, what God wants to talk to you about. His frequency. I'll give you a few more Fabians coming up. How about conviction and temptation or sin? What does the Bible have to say about preparation for future events? How does God want to get your family ready for something that he knows something about? What about specific instructions for your family? Like each one of your kids are different. Each one of your kids is unique. You're not the same person you were even 20 years ago. So what does God say in his word that Holy Spirit wants to coach to you about and we want to get on the frequency of God. And maybe the most important one is, what should I be listening to him about? I hope today helped. It's been quiet all day long. And to tell you what, I've been giddy about preaching this to you guys. Because it's so true. Yeah. Your Bible holds the life and the light. That Psalms 119 says it can but Holy Spirit now wants to coach on you about the very thing that he says he is. I have a tradition. Not only do I love the little nuggets of the Bible, can I give you a secret? I have read it from cover to cover. And I'll keep reading it from cover to cover. When I leave the gym in the morning, one of my fun things I do is I hop in the truck and I turn on my Bible reading program. Heather says it's not reading, it's listening, and it's not the same thing. And I say, you're, well, you're not invited in my Bible reading, listening time. But I have seen that not only do the nuggets get in me, not only do the nuggets speak to me and allow Holy Spirit to speak to me and reveal things in me, it can reveal things to you too. Every morning I listen to four or five chapters of the Bible every morning. And I listen to it. And I drive from the gym and I just go get lost. And I drive, I drive around. I drive around. Hey, one day I just went and got lost in the San Simone Ranch. I really did. And I just went and drove around. I listened to the Word. I listened to it. And I listened to it. And I listened to it. And you know why I want to challenge each and every one of you today? 
to start getting in the habit of reading your Bible from cover to cover is because there's going to be things you forget and there's going to be things you don't see and there's going to be things that you can't write down but there's something about a rhythm of getting into the atmosphere of where the Bible takes you as you listen to it for four or five chapters and four or five more chapters and four or five more chapters and as soon as you're done listening to it and you start back all over again because you're going to get the nuggets but there's something about I love the verses but read the whole Bible if you're in this room and you need a challenge let me challenge you you say I've, I've never read my Bible before here's your challenge your weak challenge I want you to listen to the book of John and I want you to listen to the book of John again and then I want you to listen and read the book of John and if you get bored with the book of John or you memorize the book of John, I want you to listen to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the book of John again. And this whole week, I want you to listen to the book of John, and listen to the book of John, and listen to the book of John. And I want it to get to the point to where it is just in your heart and the rhythm and the marinade has set up in your life that all of a sudden, Holy Spirit can now begin to talk to you about what He says He is and can be in your life. And this is the frequency that I believe that God has us on this week. It has changed me. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. If we're ever going to know God's frequency, we're going to have to let His Word come into our life and then allow Holy Spirit to explain it to us.